If you're good at something, never do it for free. You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. I bought you. <laughs> Welcome back. We are the Film Drifters. Our show provides film and TV reviews from four friends that make, watch, and love movies. Today, two of those friends are joining me today. Welcome back, Will and John. Good to have you back on the show. Hey, nice to be back. I'm friend number one. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. I know how much we love Michael Bay films, even though we probably love him a little less after we watched it together this past Sunday. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. But first things first, I want to go ahead and get started with a rundown on the latest in entertainment news. Let's talk about Top Gun. I think that for me personally, this is one of the most anticipated movies. This was the first movie I really remember seeing and just loving to death. And I like literally, we bought the VHS tape and I literally like wore, wore the damn thing out because I watched it so much. So um, as we get closer and closer to the release of Top Gun, we're starting to hear all, all these stories about like how it was shot, how it was made. I sent you guys an article talking about how they shot over 800 hours of footage. They shot like 12 to 14 hour days. And then from all that, they would get maybe like 30 to 40 seconds of good footage. I'm just excited because to me, that speaks to they're trying to do new things. So maybe we'll see stuff that's captured on camera that's never been shot before. In my mind, for, for some reason, I went straight to, could you imagine like 800 hours of dialogue footage? Which is, <laughs> which is, the, be- which is the best take. It's like, no, it's I, like I don't think Tom Cruise would have that. No, I, don't th- I, I think he'll walk off step. He'll be like, I'm, I'm done. You got it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, reading into the article here, um, what I'm guessing and uh, kind of, you know, surmising is that all of the fighter jet scenes were storyboarded uh, to within an inch of its life. And so basically what we're seeing on camera is is exactly what they drew up ahead of time. So I'm sure what they when they shot 800 hours of footage, it was just constant like redos and retakes of the same shot over and over and over again. That would make sense, right? Kind of like you were saying, John, it's like you're flying a plane. And if it doesn't look right or you have to do it over, you got to just redo the whole thing. And can you imagine what the cost is of like getting these planes up in the air, having to refuel them, constantly having to redo these takes? It's insane. Yeah. And yeah, it just makes me thing, that, that, that much more excited. Good thing they didn't shoot it with the gas prices now. They shot it before. I know, right? <laughs> I don't yeah. think they would do it anymore. <laughs> no. All right. So, yeah, this is coming out, I think, Memorial Day weekend. We will have to watch this together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. John, do you remember how old you were and where you were when you first watched Top Gun? I think I was at somebody's house. I want to guess our friend's Andrew's house. And I, the one thing I remember is uh, I was I got goosebumps the first time I heard the the soundtrack. Yeah. And I think that was one of the best uh, soundtracks um, I've heard. No, no, before Danger Zone. Uh, oh. Just that, the drum, that... And then you hear that that those bells ring. It's it's yeah. it's one of the most epic, uh, I guess, um, sound uh, music with uh, uh, picture that that I've experienced in the first few minutes. And then it kind of it's kind of a awkward transition into Danger Zone. Yeah, because it's it like kind of the, the mood yeah switches completely, but it, yeah. it makes sense. And you're just engulfed in oh, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be fun. Um, it was one of the first times I've seen like. Uh, fighter pilots and fighter jets on screen so it just got yeah. my you know what still holds up because it looks so practical like i, I was just watching it again recently and it looks yeah. Yeah. still looks good yeah Do those long lens shots with like the silhouettes and like the sun coming down it just or coming up it's yeah it's a beautiful beautiful beautifully shot next thing i want to ask you guys about is will smith i mean just recently the academy announced that he is going to be banned for 10 years from the academy awards and we'll get to whether you guys think that is fair or not but now um, that raises some more questions about his movie career. He has a lot of movies uh, that are in the works. He has a, a movie uh, where he plays a slave directed by Antoine Fuqua that's coming straight to Apple TV+. Plus. Other movies in the works as well. He's supposed to be in I Am Legend Part 2. He's also supposed to be in um, Bad Boys, uh, the, the fourth movie uh, in that series. wanted to ask you guys what it will take to have him break out of this so-called movie prison that he's potentially and i wanted to ask you will will he ever get out of this will it take one movie do you think that he will ever recover from what happened at the academy awards you are not a part of our little powwow between myself john and uh and cats so i wanted to get your thoughts on this mm, i mean I, I was i was uh who, who was the interview i was listening to 
um, is, is one director where he was just he was talking about how it was um, unacceptable that that Will did what he did, right? And then there and then the reporter says, "Well, he's banned for ten years at the Oscars. Like, what are your thoughts on that?" And he's like, "I I think it's he's gonna be fine. He's still he's still a superstar. He still has a you know a good amount of money, and obviously you know like ten years is like." Ooh, whoop de doo kind of thing. Even as a director, it was like, he and he, I think he was an Academy Award winning director too. He's like, it's it's just it's a freaking award show, right? So he'll be fine. But in terms of his, um, what I agree with, like just his follow up from this, it's yeah, it's gonna be tainted on him forever. But uh, I think that people will, you know, later on forgive him if he, you know, becomes more aware of his mistakes and just. I don't know, maybe keep humble. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah, and I think uh, one of the things that people have been talking about is, you know, if uh, someone like Mel Gibson can be forgiven and, he, you know, he eventually came back, was nominated for an Oscar for directing Hacksaw Ridge, then Will Smith can easily make a comeback. And, you know, this Oof. raises, I think, some larger questions as well, where um, it seems as though there's a double standard. Women are not forgiven so easily for the mistakes that they make. Mm. Do, you, do you think that is a true statement, John? My gut answer is yes in terms of how society views them um initially i think what's more important than what they did is what they do after and i think in in the case of mel gibson he went on to direct an amazing movie and he put in the work um yeah you're behind the camera yeah and he put his head down he did the work still and um he he, he made good content um i think if you stay quiet and you do your work and your craft uh and and then you know obviously you change the person. I think society will, uh, uh, not necessarily maybe forgive, but just forget over time. Mm. I mean, time heals all, in, in in a sense. So, um, I mean to answer your question, uh, y- yes, in terms of just what society will think of what they've done in the past. But say if no no writer, I think I think I think a lot of uh, she's gained a lot of more fans after Stranger Things, and um, it's it's a kind of a new era. It's also a new era too. Now I think it's it's maybe it's even harder or magnified what you do yeah. if you make a mistake. Social then, media, yeah. Culture. Can you imagine if Mel Gibson did that today? Yeah. Um, might be, be even bigger. But um, but again, yeah. If he if he went on to you know make Oscar winning uh, movies, then you know who knows what will happen. So yeah, with right. Will Smith, I think depending on what the movies do, will will some of his stuff um, people pull back and not hire him for stuff? Probably, but. Uh, if he, you know, puts his head down, makes great movies, um, yeah, who knows? You know, it's, the world is, you know, uh, you know, they're 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 sensitive to things, but they're also um, uh, have a short memory. Short memory, yeah, yeah, dude. But, but the you. audio tape, man, the audio mm-hmm. tape from Mel Gibson. Oh my gosh. Yeah, those or even the Christian forever. Bale rant. Yes, yeah. those will forever rant. be. Yeah, forever be. Stories of like what Robert Downey Jr. used to. You know, they interview <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. He says there are entire movies I shot where I don't remember what I did. And it's like, damn. He's on that Frank White. Yeah. yeah, but that's so true, though. Of course, I think I think there's an interview with Anthony Hopkins, and they're asking him like, "Could you like recite like your lines?" He said, "No." When I'm done with the movie, it's the lens. No, no. Yeah. The, the thing about Robert Downey Jr. he was he was so high he didn't remember. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Went, I did. That went over. His head. I'm sorry. That one went over my head. Yeah, I didn't actors know that. do drugs. Will actors do drugs? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I think that uh, the pressure will be on. I mean, I think as soon as he has a successful movie, I think the public will forgive him and everything will be fine. I think if Emancipation yeah. comes out and if he's loved and the movie is really well respected, I think he'll be fine. And I can't wait 11 years from now that first Academy Awards where he shows up again is probably gonna get a standing ovation for. I don't, for doing nothing but just not going there for 10 years and all of a sudden he'll be back Ugh. and then he'll walk on stage he'll laugh the way he laughs and does something and you know and everything will be forgiven i'm yeah. pretty sure yeah yeah i personally yeah. Won't, uh, won't support him as much as i do but we'll see either while i neither will i all right that was our look at the rundown we talked about top gun we talked about will smith we're gonna take a short break and come back with a review of the movie ambulance directed by michael bay here we go Sorry, brother. Sorry that I brought you into this. I just wanted things to be the way they used to be. 
That's my brother, Will. I could use some help. My wife needs this surgery. This is real life. How's that right? You put your life down on the line for this country? You leave your family, your home? How much do you need? 231. How about more? That was a look at the trailer for the film Ambulance. And yes, that is an actual plot line for a movie. It's like they just looked up, we need a plot for for this ambulance chase film. All right, let, let's let's just come up with the most common, most predictable, most cookie cutter thing possible. And you heard it right there in the damn movie trailer. You're not missing anything if you go see this movie. That's just what I'm saying because I don't like it. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you both. I think you guys agree with me what you guys thought of it. This movie is about two robbers. They steal an ambulance after their heist goes awry. Stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Yaya Abdul-Mateen is, I believe, how you say his name, and Isaac Gonzalez. So first things first, Will, what did you think about this movie? <laughs> Going off of what you were saying earlier, I think that Michael Bay was like, you know, I want to make a film in L.A., but I want the, 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 the abbreviation L.A. in the title. Like, we got to find a, we got to find a word ambulance all right we're making a movie around this movie about an ambulance boom done storyline i got tons yeah. of it 10 that i recycle every single time you I make a hot movie. lady and a yes. multi-ethnic like broadcast it doesn't matter Dude. that they're not you know, look alike they're brothers <laughs> adopted perfect yeah. yes in these times of days let's do it all right time to blow shit up let's yeah. go we don't buy them as brother and sister or brother and brother but that's okay we'll just do flashbacks of them playing cowboys and indians and everything everyone will buy it it's okay Ooh, you want to tuck at the hearts man he's a veteran he came Ooh. back and trying to help his support his wife somebody needs she needs help yes like, have bro, we heard this you have, before it's, it's experimental because it may not work but it's you not, know what may, they need the money she needs the they need the money, right? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, let's do. Okay, so what? Two hundred thirty k? Nah, man. Two hundred thirty one k. Oh, that's that's <laughs> too much. Over the too top. Much. <laughs> Over the top. So you can totally tell that I completely love this film. Yeah. No, uh, it was. I mean, I didn't expect any great from it, greatness from it, and I, you know, it was it was just. <laughs> You know, a film that I that was very much typical Michael Bay and cookie cutter story. Uh, was it fun to watch? Yes and no. I, I you know I think Michael Bay always has a good sense of entertainment to <laughs> to really just blow you away. You know, uh, no pun intended, with all the car chases and the and the gunfights and the explosions. Um, I I will. Uh, say that although you can catch his um, technical typical dolling around the subject uh, the actors speaking dialogue I think he went a little more over the top where I was kind of getting a bit nauseous of the cuts that were like as if we we're watching a vlog and people just trying to piece together sentences to make the dialogue work but their placements were completely <laughs> Close up, they're backed up. They're holding each other. They're not holding each other. He's yelling in his face. He's not yelling in his face. It was just everywhere. So I'm looking at your Myron's face, and he's, he looks like he's about to like just snarl at this. Like this film is just. Uh. John, um, what did you think? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was actually going into it expecting. I have high expectations from Michael Bay just because I loved his early stuff, um, and I kind of want him to get back to it because I know his potential as a visual director but yes agree this this is a terrible movie probably one of the worst movies i've seen recently um i think they I mean obviously like you said well some great action um you'll always get that but uh and 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 some drama actually certain parts of the plot you know draws you in um because he does a good job visually and then obviously the actors are good but it was in short very short spurts um, and, and nothing is so, so choppy um, and uh, I think Michael Bay seems completely uninspired now uh, he just put a movie together like doesn't care yeah, he's bored like you guys said with all the the you guys were you know joking about like how he how this movie possibly came together but that's in all, all in honesty probably he, he really doesn't care so he probably just took it and, and ran with it um, 
Yeah, like some of the visual you stuff. Shot, it, you think he shoot uh, he shot lists at all for the for any movies he does anymore? I don't think he did for this movie. Yeah. Anything he showed it. Yeah, what was the movie with uh Mark Wahlberg and The Rock? Um Pain and Gain was great. Yeah, wait, did the Baderka? Yeah, yeah. So it's so that kind of stuff. Like I, th- I think it came together where he's a little more. You could tell that maybe that was a little more invested because he was funny and maybe he was buddies with Wahlberg and um, that kind of stuff. But yeah, this one seemed very choppy, all over the place. Like the the. It's like he forgot how to shoot um, action scenes with people because he realized he actually has to shoot it <laughs> and people aren't going to come in and create robots yeah. when he's shooting nothing. Yeah. To make they're sense. not paying him yeah, million dollars to, to shoot actually... a shoot a commercial just anymore with nothing yeah would you like would you guys think do you guys ever watch 13 hours what'd you guys think of that uh it was quite good i, I didn't like it you know yeah that, so was that wasn't more, bad yeah over 10 years ago i think but that was good yeah that kind of turned john krasinski into an action hero which i you know it's, it's the hero you didn't think you needed but now that you want it because yeah. i mean hopefully as if the rumors are true, he'll be playing Mr. Yeah. Fantastic in Doctor Strange too. But uh, a little side note here: we'll we'll see if that actually happens. Yeah, you know? yeah. I um, think if you have uh, nauseous problems visually, you should not see this movie. I'd like to kind of share some of my feedback on this film. Yeah, um, it started out great. Uh, the first hour or so, the setup was fine. I mean, it was so cliche, right? The ex-military veteran with a wife who needs an experimental surgery, but who is completely clueless during this entire movie. And I'm not saying that like um, the actress was bad. I'm saying the director and the screenwriting didn't really make her out to be a fleshed out character. She was a, a motivational purpose, basically. Um, and then, of course, that strained relationship, which was completely unbelievable between uh, our main character, Will, and his brother, Danny, who's played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, was completely fabricated didn't make any sense at, at all you know we heard that they're uh you know he's an adopted brother uh to danny's character and that their father was like in crime um their chemistry was really forced even though separately i love both actors jake gyllenhaal was was playing some sort of weird sociopathic character because it's like he was playing john travolta in face off playing nick cage Something like that, where he just kind of talks fast and, and he acts like he's high on something the whole time and he's just like rattling off dialogue. Uh, it just didn't make much sense to me. I will say, though, I could be, I, I feel like I keep saying her name wrong. Isaac Gonzalez was great in this. Uh, normally, I would think of her as just a pretty face, but she was very believable as a paramedic, even though some of her backstory was forced. It's like, you know, she's pretty. So obviously, her new partner is asking her, Do you have a boyfriend? And then she says, Oh, yeah, he's he's a doctor. I'm like, you're dating a doctor. And then later on, when that doctor is helping her perform surgery, he's like, oh, they had to set that up. That was really forced. And now it's paying off. And now I'm rolling my eyes. But that's just clumsy storytelling. I actually thought her in the role was was very believable. So I will say that. But then once the action kicked up, it's like kind of how you said, John, the story just stopped making sense. And uh, all of those bayisms, right? The the lens flares, the the kind of the the harsh lighting, um, kind of hitting their faces where the background is maybe slightly blown out the lens flares the moving camera it actually just was very irritating and annoying and it seemed like it was being used by a director who had visual skill at one point but forgot how to use it in in the process of telling a story um, because at the end once when, when they're when they start talking it's almost as if the cameras in post punched in so you didn't see their mouths so that the actors can restate their dialogue in post so that what you're seeing actually makes sense, which is terrible, completely terrible. And then there are scenes where Jake Gyllenhaal, his character is like hanging out of the side of an ambulance shooting at a police helicopters, right? And then you can obviously tell it's not him. It's, it's a stunt double. It's not him, right? And then the next cut, you don't see him getting back in the car. He's already just in the car, which means that they just added this footage of this guy with a beard. So this is Bay, who is lost his ability to tell a story visually because he just got lazy that's what i'm saying and i'm sorry i'm just being honest yeah, yeah no you i know. agree that it was I think it started stuff. i don't know about lost his ability yeah. but I, maybe he just didn't really care because he just yeah. can turn it on on and off like a uh, to go to uh, a sports analogy you know like players who can just turn it on in playoffs and just the regular season they just just thinking it up yeah he's robert ory <laughs> yeah it's Robert yeah. Ory. And hopefully he comes in. He comes in a clutch. 
I agree. Like I think he 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 Take found it, out yeah. uh, how to shoot it with drones, and there was like a hundred unnecessarily drone shots going down a building, yeah. <laughs> like doing a, yeah. uh, a three sixty move, and you're like, why am I seeing this building right now? Yeah, very true. Yeah. Where yeah. were you going to say, Will? I was going to say, I think it all started when, um, you know, he recycled some of his B-roll footage from the island and inserted it into Transformers <laughs> and tried to hide it with a Transformer. <laughs> but then when people did a side-by-side, it's like, wait, this scene looks familiar to me. <laughs> they showed that it's the island. <laughs> How the lazy can you be? <laughs> so folks, if you don't know what Will is referring to, why don't you fill them in on, the, on this little story here? Yeah, so on the island, there's a highway chase scene. And I think even the color looked pretty much similar. But there's a highway chasing with uh, Ewan McGregor. Uh, if you haven't seen the island, it's that's it, just look it up. But it's a highway chasing. I like you know, movie. shot. I liked it too. Say again. I liked Did you? Movie, by the way. I like the wasn't too bad. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, it's a motorcycle chasing, and and there's a scene where you know there's a there's um, a long um, stretch where you see the highway as the car is moving and as. Uh, all the actions happening. So what they did is that basically they took that clip of the scene and they inserted it into, uh, I forget which Transformers it was, but, and then replaced um, the the character of Ewan and whoever that, uh, that was in that uh, moment and put the, one of the Decepticons, I think it was Megatron in there, crashing in, in, and, and just uh, using that to, to fill in, I guess they didn't have the shot of, of, you know, I don't know if they needed to save money, but it was literally shot for shot, and 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 it was just uncanny. And so I I I, I kind of think like from there I was thinking to myself, all right, Bay, it just I don't know if it's just you, your ego thinking, ah, you know, I I've made it, so it doesn't really matter. No one's gonna notice. Yeah, we noticed. You know, a lot of a lot of us noticed. So yeah. can't get away with it. You have but, to wonder how much you don't care if you do that because people are gonna call you out on it, especially now. And then they're going to put it on YouTube and then it's going to get like, you know, a hundred million views and everyone's going to know what a sellout you are. But, and you know well, what I'm realizing? I, I didn't re- I didn't think I would be so, uh, such a hater in this episode, <laughs> but the more I talk about it, the more worked up I'm getting. And I, and I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just jealousy. I, I'm not sure. It really was lazy and in, <laughs> in a lot of, of just unnecessary massive editing to either hide a lot of things and, and just, you know, get people's eyes either con- continuously like just trying to make them like oh like not really understand what's going on but it's, but it's crazy things are going crazy so just keep watching um i the one the one thing that i believe you brought up to me that i was very curious about before we watched the film was that there was a there was a 19 year old who was the drone operator uh that that was very good at what he was doing but Watching the film and seeing the shots that there were you that that was used really from what I would movie. assume, it was very random. Like the shot was cool, but it didn't serve any purpose whatsoever. Yeah, it it kept being used as a transition shot. And, but right, but the way yeah yeah it was like a, it was either a high it would come from above from and then up to a building and then coming straight down like a roller coaster like as if you're going like on a supreme scream ride and then it'll go and follow a car and then that's it but it kept repeating that in different segments where i was like okay dude i'm over this <laughs> yeah there, there was one really cool shot which i believe they were on one of those bridges that go into downtown and then the drone, it looked like it was flying around a lamppost and then outside in the back end. I, I thought that was really cool. But the rest of the time, those 360 flips flying up and down a building, which actually wasn't even like anywhere in the vicinity of where this chase is happening. I'm just like, why am I seeing this? Yeah, it made no sense. Now, granted, like, I, I think what, what could have worked was if he definitely blocked a good amount, at least like 10 seconds or, or 15 seconds of an awesome drone shot to really show the spectacle of the car chase or 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 the whole fight scenes and whatnot but because of so much rigorous editing and so many cuts i you barely even get like even if 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 ever three seconds of a clip of a drone shot which to me i just thought this is this is useless this is show it the first time cool all right great move on for you to keep using it you're you're wasting my time right now 
going back to my movie watching experience here, I, I took a 15 minute nap in the film because I was so tired and I was so bored. And that was the best 15 minutes of the movie that I, that I got to experience. And, and I woke up and, uh, you know, spoiler alert here, but uh, there's a scene where a police officer gets shot and he has to be operated on in the back of the ambulance. I mentioned it earlier in the review where our, our main uh, paramedic played by Isaac Gonzalez, her boyfriend, you know, setup is a, a doctor. So uh, she FaceTimes him and then uh, he basically walks her through what she needs to do in order to save his life. Anyway, one ruptured spleen later, we realize that uh, she has to stop the bleeding and apparently a, a hair clip is enough <laughs> to stop a massive arterial bleed and keeps him alive. That was in her when, hair, and God knows if it was even like infested with any other bacteria. That wasn't yeah. even the best part of that scene. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the tell us, Chong, what's the best part? So the cop wakes up while they're doing the surgery, and and the the, the um Will and the the paramedic is freaking out, and so they don't know what to do, and Will gets up and just clocks him in the face to knock him out, and everyone in the theater. And he says, "Go to sleep." <laughs> Oh, that was one of the most ridiculous yes, that things. Happened. I mean, yeah, credit to Michael Bay for giving us another ridiculous scene. <laughs> so All right. Ridiculous. Final reviews here. Will, what do you give this film? I give this a two. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I can't say anything more than just what I've said stated before, but, you know, honestly, if you can watch it for free and you're really bored and you just want to drink and just kind of immerse yourself in crazy seizure activity of, of crazy amounts of edits and stuff blowing up, go for it. But, uh, you know, what didn't even stick out to me was even the sound engineering. I, I mean, with all the explosion and everything like that, it was, it didn't even impress me either. So yeah, it was just a, eh, meh. I honestly still believe that he, he named this ambulance because he wanted to have that <laughs> L.A. in the middle because he wanted to set in L.A. That's my, that's my belief. Uh, one star. Go I don't got to add anything else. Just one of the worst wow. movies I've ever seen. Oh, wow. One star. That could be the lowest review we've ever given out other than Songbird, which was a Michael Bay produced <laughs> movie from back in the day. But uh, yeah, I, I'll give it two stars for the, for the simple fact that there were some entertaining entertaining uh, moments in the movie. Um, Isaac Gonzalez was quite good, uh, not too hard on the eyes either. <laughs> so uh, yep, uh, I do give it, I do give him props for uh, for trying, at least for the first hour or so. But uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, here's the weird thing: here is that uh, I mean, um, up until what like this movie came out this last fr Friday. And uh, the Thursday before, I, I looked at the reviews, and it was his most favorably reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes ever, even more than The Rock. So I'm like, oh, maybe this is good. No. So I don't know if, if the critics just feel bad, bad for him now. Who knows? But yeah. Anyway, uh, Ambulance can be seen now in theaters. We're going to take a short break and come back with a review of the movie Speed. And we're also going to just do a little comparison here, looking back into the action movies of the 90s and comparing them to the action movies of now. So uh, we'll be right back for that. All right, pop quiz. Airport, gunman with one hostage. He's using her for cover. He's almost to a plane. You're 100 feet away. What do you think? Shoot the hostage. What? Go for the good wound and he can't get to the plane with her. Clear shot. You're deeply nuts, you know that? All right, gentlemen, what we have here are 13 passengers in an express elevator. Bomb's already taken out cables. Bomber wants $3 million or he blows the emergency brakes. Anything else that'll keep this elevator from falling? <laughs> basement he can strike anywhere at any time will the mystery guest please sign in why are they messing with me do they think i'm doing this for fun <laughs> for la cop jack Travlin. tell me again harry why did i take this job come on 30 more years of this you get a tiny pension and a cheap gold watch cool the game began very exciting, Jack. Some close calls, huh? When someone put the city of Los Angeles to the ultimate test. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. All right, that was a look at the trailer for the movie Speed. <laughs> no, no, you got to say it again. You got to say it again. 
That was the movie trailer for Speed <laughs> in a World. In a world. That was the guy, right? That was the trailer guy. That, that was yes, in that it is. I was trying so hard not to laugh because, oh, it I just brings it. back so I much memory. It. Yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, I'm sorry, Byron. <laughs> this guy chose the wrong bus. <laughs> All right. So uh, we decided uh, what is the correlation between ambulance and speed? Well, basically. Uh, they they take place on two moving vehicles. They are contained thriller slash action movies. So when we talked about doing this together, John made a comment. I want to talk about how movies, action movies from the 90s, are so much better than the action movies of today. Now, Ambulance is not really fair to just be considered as a no. good action movie of the 2020s no. or even of the 2000s. But I wanted to go ahead and ask you, John. Uh, we did We all did some research and looked at some of the movies that came out in the 90s as well as in the 2000s up till now. After watching this movie and after thinking about things, do you still stick with that, 100%. With that opinion? And uh, why? 100%. I think the 90s are the best action movies because they checked pretty much every box. Um, explosions, set pieces, excitement, suspense, and drama, music, actors, and action heroes. Um, I mean, I'm just going to go down and just named a list of movies of uh, terminator yeah. 2 true lies the rock armageddon og mission possible one independence day face off hard-broiled you just think of john woo the director okay all his action movies ronin one of the best car chases ever changed the car chase game matrix i mean this is the era of the greatest action movies of all time i think and yeah the difference i think in the 2000s maybe uh have gotten better technically which is expected because of visual effects and technology but in terms of pure entertainment standpoint and the key thing here is originality i think 90s just rolled Good point there i mean we have a list here uh that we kind of both circulated and uh you named off some great movies from the 90s um i want to rattle off some good movies from the 2000s here I mean, we can go with uh, Casino Royale, right? We we have uh, the Bourne series, which kind of kicked off a new era of, of more realistic action movies. I, I don't know if you would consider the MCU movies as um, action films or if, they, if they're something that should be considered separate. But of course, we have those. One of the best action movies that I've ever seen came out in the last like three, four years, Mission Impossible Fallout, which was... Holy cow, it was in, in, incredible. And my number one action movie of all time, Mad Max, which I know you're not a huge fan of, John, uh, Fury Road, um, that came out as well. But with that being said, uh, I have to say I agree, agree with you to a certain extent in that in the 90s, the action movies more, were more original and it seemed like people really took the time to develop it because it was an original idea. Today, it's all IP. Even uh, Mad Max, which I think was one of the best movies, action movies ever made, is based off of IP. Mission Impossible Fallout is based on IP. You don't get the face-offs, the Con Airs, The Rock. Those are all original movies. Armageddon was an original movie. Uh, we, we don't see any of that anymore. And if we do, it, it's like a straight-to-Redbox or a straight-to-Apple TV type deal. What do you think, Will? Um, yeah, I do agree to a certain extent as well with everything what John was saying. I think... I mean, you go back in time and and uh, even like, I don't know, it, it was still a pretty fresh and, and there's a lot to flesh out uh, when it came to action films. Even like if I try to think of the 80s, like what kind of action, like I, I think it progressed to something more and more refined. And I don't know, when it comes to the 90s action, I, I can actually recollect from everything that you guys have stated other than The Matrix, like. There was a lot more theatrics in a sense or, or a sense of um, comedy that was kind of attached to it too. That nine, classic 90s comedy that you yeah. kind of – that you cringe a little bit but then you still laugh at because like, it's so nostalgic, right? Yeah. Like, like the Arnold jokes, right? Yeah. If they do course. it right, it's amazing and you know um, timeless. But if they do it wrong, obviously it's Starship mm -hmm. Troopers, uh, Spaceship Troopers. Yeah. What I, what I don't appreciate is the unintentional comedy that comes from a badly acted scene or, or a badly edited, you know, action sequence like we got an ambulance, right? But when they're going for it, I, I don't mind that at all. It could be totally terrible, but I, I still roll my eyes and I like it. Maybe it's because yeah, but... it's like I love dad jokes, but I feel like it's that same yeah. vein of humor that, that kind of makes people laugh, you know? 
Yeah, but then you also get the theatrics at times too, uh, for like from the detective from uh, uh, Speed. Uh, I think he was, uh, I forgot his name, uh, the black guy. He was the. Joe Morton. Uh, Miles yeah, yeah. Tyson. He, Miles, yeah, he was like, all right, we got to run away, Bush. You know, nah, nah, nah. He has that, you know, just that. Yeah, <laughs> he has that. start talking like, a, like someone from the 20s. Like Dick Tracy, you know? He was <laughs> like, hey, we got to run a bus. Yeah. See, we got to hey, kill it with a bomb. Say. Harry, Harry, where's, where's Jack? Where's Jack, Harry? Where's Jack? You know, he had that voice. No, honestly, if you listen to it again, like he has the, he has that old school kind of like detective classic kind of voice going on by the 90s and whatnot. Um, you know, and then you have obviously like when you see Die Hard, like Yippie Kaye, you know, it's just this, yeah. just those classic lines. But when I think of the 2000s and, and these films these days, I, I believe they got more serious. Cynical. Uh, f- more cynical, more serious, more dark. Like I loved the I, I enjoyed Hannah. If you guys remember Hannah. Uh, I enjoy her <laughs> quite a bit, too, so when she's mad at me. <laughs> Uh, people don't know that is Myron's wife, but I'm not talking about his wife. I'm talking so about good. the film Hannah yeah. with Saoirse Ronan yeah. and with uh, Eric Bana. Eric Bana. <laughs> that subway scene, the fight scenes, I think it, I will say I think it started with The Matrix for sure and how technical and how awesomely coordinated it can be because that fight scene with Eric Bana and the people in the subway was freaking awesome. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. Um, I think John Wick has freaking an amazing uh, uh trilogy or yeah right it's a john wick four now no john wick three right only up to three right now yeah yeah, yeah a g- amazing trilogy right now just such dedication that uh, classic keanu reeves you know how he goes out all out and i think with speed when, when you look at some of his previous action films yeah theatrics i will say uh point break theatrics there's a lot of the uh, those kind of things but then when he got like matrix and then from there to looking at John Wick, oh man, was he just? You see some behind the scenes stuff of him with his when it comes to his uh, gun, um, his shooting and, and gun work and like his his uh, uh, jujitsu and all that. Man, it, he he turned it up and he just made amazing, amazing films. films. What's funny is uh, and ironic is that you know you brought up an example um, of you know the current decade, a John Wick film, as to why. The current films are still good, but what's funny is this that movie is a total callback to the '90s, right? The it '90s is. style of action, um, the '90s style of gunplay, the jokes. Even John, even Keanu Reeves is playing like a like a version of himself who's now aged out of you know the game, right? And has to come back in. So what's funny is that movie felt so fresh, but what it really kind of was was a callback to you know a time where you know uh, movies were different. And things were more serious and you know that was an original idea of course but I, I do agree with you I, I think that maybe looking at um, time periods is wrong but I feel like in response to the cynicism of the world maybe um, you know the movie making has changed and right now is just the original ideas are just all gone and that's something that I hope changes really soon it's like it's now a comic book movie or it's a straight to you know um, on-demand movie and I, and I hope that really changes really, really soon. You know, as much as I want to see the next Mission Impossible movie, which I'm really excited about, right? And, uh, you know, I, I hope it's going to be great. But, you know, I, I want to see some more original movies. The, t- the technicality, they, 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 they cared about it, I think, more so in the 90s just because they didn't have the technical advances they do now. I think um, it might have been maybe a, a weakness or, or cover now to... To fall back on these days uh, the filmmakers especially with action movies uh, because of the visual effects back then because they didn't have that technology they they had to make things the, the action and thrills seem very believable and i think the ones that do that really well like the films i uh, i named off people were so drawn to and um like i said they checked all the boxes like usually these days when when those explosive um, visual effects are, are, are on point you know the the story's all over the place, or it's not original, or the acting is bad. But uh, back then, they had to be so precise to be a blockbuster that I think the the great filmmakers of those days, when they took on action movies, it just became like classics. And these days, you know, like you said, it's like a dime a dozen of of, of streaming fifty action movies that come out every week, and it's it's just Sharknado five. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say for me, the 
what I remember most about the 90s, though, when it came to action film, were uh, a lot of Jackie Chan films. I, I, I loved, yeah. you know, Super Cop. And I, I, I really believed that he, Jackie Chan, is the essence of what action is, especially because he did all his own stunts, choreographed all the fight scenes, would put himself in danger when it comes to explosions and whatnot. Like, I, I think that he was a huge inspiration that led up to also, like, taking more risk and being more... Uh, shaping that the idea of what action film should be I, even though i know people always label it oh this is a kung fu film or you know asian film but i'm just yeah. like no nah, dude this is action so so that brings us to speed uh, a movie that i think uh, in today's day and age would probably not get a theatrical release to be honest with you it's like it would go to netflix or like hulu or something like that most likely if you haven't seen this movie i don't know what's wrong with you but it's about a young police officer must prevent a bomb exploding aboard a city bus by keeping its speed above 50. You know, I always thought Keanu Reeves looked young. Even now, I think he looks young. But seeing him in the trailer again, I'm like, damn, he was young, right? Uh, I watched this movie when I was in the eighth grade at a drive-in. That's how old I am. I, unfortunately, that dates me a little bit. Here's a few facts for this movie that our listeners may or may not know. First is Sandra Bullock was, of course, not the first choice to play uh, that character of Annie. There were 35 other actresses that they, turned it down. they uh, had auditioned, <laughs> and they all turned it down. And then they, you know, Sandra Bullock was in this movie right after she was in a little movie, which I adore, called Demolition Man, oh, yeah. another jewel from the 90s. But then, uh, yeah, this is where she took off. It was this, and then while you were sleeping, and then straight to the stratosphere for her. Keanu Reeves, of course, was not the first choice to be the lead in this movie. Uh, this role was turned down by Johnny Depp, George Clooney, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tom Cruise, Stephen Baldwin, William Baldwin, and Tom Hanks. I think Johnny Depp would have been pretty cool in this movie. The early, like a late, mid-90s Johnny Depp, no? I would have loved to see Tom <laughs> Hanks play this role. Yeah. <laughs> know, what was, what was, what was George Clooney in during that time? This is, this is, this is 94? I think he was 94? ER. Still his ER days. Oh, maybe. I, yeah. I feel like he's the only believable one that would like kind of... Actually, obviously, knowing the film now... <laughs> not, not Stephen Baldwin. Maybe when I first heard about this movie, Speed, a, a bus, what? It, I, I was laughing yeah. right until I saw it. And yeah, I, I watched like, it with my that, mom. That was, was... I remember, she loves action movies, and she's like <laughs> fell in love obviously with Keanu. And, yeah, um, yeah, she loved it, and I was just like, wow, I haven't felt that, um, felt that uh, fun and excitement in a movie in a while. So yeah, it was just amazing. Uh, a few more things here. Uh, the bus jump scene wasn't in the original script. The director added it when he noticed a section of the 105 was missing one day. Uh, a ramp was built for the bus jump scene. If you notice when you're watching the movie, it actually kind of takes off up upwards a little bit, which is completely not possible. But yeah, it, I mean, he did add that. Uh, good good for him. Jan de Bont, great director, also went on to do oh, Twister, yeah. which I actually love, love quite a bit really? as well. Which they're remaking, by oh, the way. Just leave it alone. Why? That's so Gosh. good. Yes. I know, right? I know. And then Graham Yost, who was credited as the only screenwriter in this for this movie, uh, openly admits that Joss Whedon wrote 98.9% of the dialogue. Uh, Whedon at the time was a script doctor who was responsible for improving scripts without taking credit. He's now, of course, famous, or should I say infamous, but uh, yeah, he was yeah. credited for writing 98.9%. So you can probably credit... Yeah. Uh, he, he, now that shot. you think... Yeah, it, it seems Whedon like there. he's a... 90s movie writer like his style and stuff like that yeah it makes sense that he was yeah. uh, at his yeah. peak maybe oh that that must be a low blow in the 90s for as a screenwriter yeah. quentin tarantino um was asked oh to direct this movie he turned it down <laughs> little known fact uh but then he credits to this as being one of his top favorite film releases after that's, 1992. that's amazing favorite. the top five after 1992 all the movies after 1992 yeah. that's awesome so I've seen this movie a hundred times and we're reviewing it basically to have our listeners kind of listen, like to have our listeners kind of hear us discuss about how a contained vehicle, vehicular movie, if you will, should be made. Uh, I love this movie. I, I wouldn't change a damn thing about it down to all the one dimensional cliche uh, bus, bus uh, riders. Right. But I wanted to ask you guys what you thought, um, John. Yeah, I mean, it, it was complete 90s movie from front to back. Um, I want to point out some things. Um, 
right when the beginning with the with the now cheesy graphics of the opening titles <laughs> you, ju- you just see it's like a five minutes of just going down an elevator shaft and then you just see this blue you know <laughs> italic bold uh <laughs> graphics coming out it's kind of uh, you know all, all in the in the 90s kind of those those things and um, that was fun to see again um the soundtrack was amazing um i think that's one of the uh the things dun, 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 dun. it's very yeah, it, it, solid that's why i really loved it too though yeah yeah it's 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 like a thing in the 90s you know those it's almost like the music soundtrack from the 90s movies are like almost like anthems of each movie so you know when you hear it you just it just calls back like you have that ratatouille moment um and you know it, even though it, it's so um like these days, everything's a little. You don't want you want to sound a little um, more anonymous, kind of. It could be heard anywhere. I feel like just kind of those soundtracks that you you recognize right away. There's something um, you know feel good about it that I loved, um, and yeah, it's just it was just great. It just over like those over the top things, like the car um, in the beginning. I didn't realize when they're getting to the the elevator. <laughs> Uh, uh, emergency. The their their cop car goes over a hill because they're trying to get to the scene so fast, and you're just like, oh, that was just thrown in there. I didn't even realize that, but um, yeah, maybe that's a, a similar to ambulance cops getting there really fast in movies. Travin, there's there's not a cooler police officer named than that. And yeah, then you have his buddy Harry. Yeah, Harry <laughs> from Dumb and Dumber, but but flipped. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just take two steps, reach out, yeah. and grab my hand. <laughs> oh, and you know, if you notice, um, it, they use the Michael Bay 360 shot when you first see them both. Oh, when yeah. they get out of the cop car, it does the 360 all the way around. Yeah. So maybe, maybe Michael Bay got it from this movie. Maybe. Yeah, it's an inspiration. Yeah. Will, are you a Dennis Hopper fan in this film? Was he a good villain? Uh, from what I remember watching it the first time, yeah, he definitely, I think, pulled it off for me at that time. Um, he was, uh, for me, a sense of like this normal, but yet maniac, came off maniacal kind of guy, smart and yet kind of just scary. So he was, he definitely, uh, did it for me at least at that time. Does it hold he up now? It yeah. It, it, yeah. He, he did it for me as a villain at that time. Does it hold up now? Yeah. I would say, I would say still kind of, yeah, he still has yeah. that. He still has the, the maniacal and that. And that uh, nice, like villain um, ambiance for sure. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of like the he's kind of like the Riddler. Yeah, you know, like something of, doesn't work yeah. out for him, and he like he like he like acts like a twelve year old. No, you're still not supposed to do that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. He thinks he's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> and man, just the the puns, man, of this film, and the fact that you said that Josh Wheaton wrote ninety eight point nine percent of this script. I mean, like, who? <laughs> How how can you not like just love when Andy Porter is like telling Jack like just so you know my license got suspended and then Jack's like for what speeding <laughs> oh so many good lines I got yeah. gum yeah. on my seat gum gum <laughs> so like what or no the other one that I loved was uh he's driving to catch up with the bus and with the black guy uh when he took over the black guy's car and he looks at him and goes. Are you insured? Yeah, why? <laughs> you thought he was a black guy getting arrested. He was like, I bought this car. I own this car. <laughs> yeah, it was so, oh, just it's, so it's typical. Yeah, so typical. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah. I, I love yeah. how the movie like seamlessly trans, trans, uh, transitions from like um, the, those classical comedy lines to like serious action. Yeah. You know, it's just, and then, then you're still you know, sucked back into the story and. Um, I think they just edited it really well. Guts will take you so though. far, and then they'll get you killed. <laughs> I love I love the little moments where they outsmart the bad guy, which is something that Rob Pattinson's Batman never does in the Batman, by the way. Sorry, I just had to say it. Okay, John looks bad now. But I'm just no. saying, I, I like how they were able to be one step ahead of the bad guy. They figured out he was a cop. They figured out how to use the camera to fool him to get the, the guys off the, the thing. Uh, the oh bus. man yeah that kind of i remember when i was younger and when i watched it uh how it did kind of freak me out as he was like looking like you know getting his little sandwich whatever and looking at the screen and just seeing it and he's like and watching sports. And he's, 
Yeah, and then all of a sudden he looks close up in that shot, and then all of a sudden he sees it repeat, and he just goes, no, no, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, he's mad. <laughs> he's so mad. So did you guys happen to watch Speed 2 Cruise Control by any chance? No. No? no. But you, I have not seen it either. I, no. I, I leave, speed, like, leave Speed alone. Yes, yeah, leave Speed alone. Speed alone. And this, this movie set off a bunch of wannabes where you know people were able to pitch all of these like wannabe movies that speed on a blink, right? Speed on a boat. Speed on a, I don't know, a, a cruise ship. Oh, well, same thing as a boat. But anyway, yeah, it, it kicked off a whole bunch of wannabes, but uh, it was never replicated. And I hope they leave this one alone. Please leave this one alone. Yeah. You know what I love in the 80s and 90s? Uh, action stars, mm. you know, like Keanu and how they, they uh, are staying relevant now. You know, like yeah. Keanu redefined himself with John Wick and, you know, Stallone's like proved that he's more than a uh, than Rocky. Um, so, it's, it's, yeah, it's just good to see like the 80s, 90s action stars. Like, you know, like these guys were like superheroes back then, you know, they, yeah. they were the Iron Man's and Captain America's of today. So it's, it's good to kind of see that. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you give this film? Oh, I give this film a 3.5. Okay. Yep, solid. Still holds up. Still good. How about you, John? Yeah, uh, I would say four. Um, yeah, one of the better action movies of the 90s. I mean, man, I was trying to actually like pseudo come up with a top 10 action movies of the 90s. And yeah, like it's it's hard. It's mm-hmm. really hard. <laughs> number one has to be Terminator 2, though, right? Yes, number one's Terminator 2. That's probably like top five movie personally of all time for me. It. Yeah, I give this a four as well. Um, there's really no flaw in the movie. Even the flaws that I pick out now just feel so nostalgic, which probably means that I'm a I'm a completely biased uh, observer here and probably can't critique this movie properly. But uh, yeah, everything I, I I watching it now still just makes me so happy, you know. Because you know, it's um, so there's co- like '90s, like I said, there's like a sense of comedy into their action films. You know, I mean, you yeah. got lines like. You're not too bright, man. You got some big round hairy cojones, Jack oh, says. Yeah. That's very gross, Ortiz. Ortiz says, huh, can't even pay him a compliment. Like, who <laughs> writes Josh Whedon? What the heck? Yeah. They call him Gigantor. Yeah, yeah. Gigantor. Ortiz. <laughs> oh, tough. man. Poor people are crazy, Jack. I'm eccentric. <laughs> wow, classic. Dennis Hopper, man. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. All right. That was our episode today. And just as a reminder, we will be back. I won't say next week, but we will be back soon where we will be uh, reviewing the next Nick Cage movie, which I believe is called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. 100% on uh, RT as of this moment. So uh, we'll be coming back to you, with the, uh, to you with a review on that. And until then, just want to remind you, don't be so worried about the destination but be more so concerned with the things you watch and experience along the way. Stay safe, everybody. 